1: Welcome to Brother Date, it's Matthew, singing it. and Judah, yeah, haul out the holly, yeah? I guess. Is it that time?
0: Is it? <laughs> it's November 15th, what time do you think that makes it? <clears throat>
1: well, <clears throat> I was in CVS yesterday, and I was gonna look to see if they had any Thanksgiving-y things. For nope, around there's the no such thing. No, yeah, no. It's, they had some discount Halloween stuff and a lot of Christmas stuff. So, I assume it's time to haul out the holly, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, I guess so. Look, I went to Walgreens on Halloween Day, mm-hmm. and they had already made the change.
1: It's,
0: yeah. And I mean, that's because that was a Monday this year. Right. But still, like, give it a, you can give it a second to breathe. No one's going to be like, Fuck you! It's November first. Where's where are all the tree skirts?
1: Yeah, and what what about Thanksgiving? It's not a it's not its own holiday anymore. It's nothing. Uh, I, I can't get no like turkeys or just things that are look generally fall related that aren't Halloweeny.
0: I mean, I was at Safeway the other day, and there were five hundred turkeys there.
1: You mean actual turkeys?
0: Yeah, for, yeah, frozen dead turkeys.
1: That's not a great decoration. Just throw it's throw not. one on the
0: coffee table. It's not so great. No. There are better decorations. But, dude, we need a little Christmas now. I, you know I don't know this song? Oh, really? Oh.
1: Yeah. It's Yeah, I assume it's one of those songs where 15 dudes in identical sweaters are all singing the exact same note.
0: No, that makes sense. But, like, <laughs> until I heard you say the word holly, I assumed you were doing some college football fight song I didn't know.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I don't. <clears throat> I don't think I've ever learned the words to any of those. I just know all the tunes by heart, because I hear the bands play them.
0: And from NCAA video games.
1: Yes. Yes. The simulated bands in the video game. I heard them play them a lot.
0: You think they didn't bother to
1: record real bands? No, they're real bands, but they're not... When, I... when they played, they weren't real people. They were just... It's in the video game, you know?
0: I mean that's awful cavalier of you to dismiss them as not real people. Well, they aren't
1: real people. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah. they- First down.
0: That's that's a good song. Yeah.
1: <laughs> For those who like it when I sing, this is you're getting a great episode. <clears throat> is there anyone? Is that is there a person like that?
0: Uh, yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Look, uh both of our listeners asked who sang the harmonies. Oh, see? F- they're
1: fascinated.
0: Uh, so, you know, it's like uh obviously they care a lot about your singing in particular. I noticed um they didn't ask who wrote the music. No, I don't care about that. No, or how it was recorded. <laughs> no,
1: no, I don't care about that. No no dude you have to make them you have to leave them a fascinated that is the word yeah. that you're looking for not um enthralled or tickled pink
0: hmm yeah well I failed I failed at that no one cares yep. but hey who's singing the high parts <laughs> who's, who's singing about Kim Jong Il in the high notes <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, well, you want to write another song? Do you want to lay one down like right now? You got anything
0: ready? You want to play something for me? Oh, yeah, it's like, fuck you, Ben, and fuck you, Ryan. Fuck you, Ben. Listen, <laughs> fuck no, you, Ryan! Don't get your stink on this. They're oh, just going to want to know about your part. <laughs> <I'm>
1: sorry. Why <laughs>
0: do well, you have to take everything from me?
1: <laughs> I thought we were collaborating. I thought I thought this was a real collaboration. I didn't know you were so jealous.
0: Such no, I'm a jealous super, person. I'm insanely jealous. Yeah. Captain Insano over here. That's right. I forgot about Captain Insano, played by. He has been slightly discourteous to me lately. <laughs> Dude, that movie
1: is so terrible. But that is that's actually a pretty funny line. That was a good line. It's Captain that Insano has been one of
0: the, slightly one of discourteous the few good play. lines in the Water Boy. Yeah. Played by. Oh, Captain Insano! This is the big show. Nice. Good job. I have to think of him, show.
1: He could, and you can tell by his laugh. When he laughs, you can really hear how his vocal cords have been restricted by his insane girth.
0: Yeah, he's a big man. Yeah, <clears throat> he he could. Was he ever in one of those um, fako organizations where they dressed in like a shirt and tie and pretended to restrict morality or something? <laughs> yes, yes. He was one of those dudes. Yes, and for oh, sure. How would they get a shirt to fit that guy's neck? <sighs> Um, they just build the
1: shirt around him.
0: I oh. Think. Yeah. Oh, they just sewed him into it. Yeah. yeah. And he's, okay.
1: And then he does a cool thing where he, like, rips his shirt off in the end. Show his insane strength.
0: That's a lot of work for somebody that he's just destroying. Yeah, well. His, bestoke, his bespoke short sleeve shirt. When you've made it. Never a long, they never wore long sleeves. When
1: you've made it like show made it, then that's just the kind of treatment you get.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true.
1: When you're pushed for the hardcore title... Only to lose to Steve Blackman.
0: That dude wore sweats. He straight wore
1: sweats and hit people with kendo sticks.
0: Yep, he had a good he had a good character. In many ways, my hero. Yeah.
1: He didn't have a cool theme song or nothing. He just came out and whipped you in the face with a stick, and took your belt. Especially if it was a Anywhere Falls match, you're fucked, dude. Guy would like run out from behind the door. Oh yeah, smack you in the face with a kendo stick, take your belt. It's over. Sorry, Hardcore Holly, go home.
0: Oops! You got pinned against a wall backstage. Yeah, no luck for you, Taz. Didn't even have to be the floor. I distinctly remember someone getting pinned up against a wall. I
1: think that was Show. I think Show pinned someone against the wall to win the hardcore title.
0: Yeah, those refs. Yeah, sometimes they let them
1: play. You know?
0: No, they're working from that movie rule book. You know, the one where there's nothing in the rule book that says a donkey can't kick a field goal. <laughs>
1: right? Exactly. It's not
0: nothing in. No no rule that says a dog can't be quarterback. That's the rule book those uh w w e refs are working from,
1: yeah, yeah, those are good dudes sometimes they accidentally get you know like a ring bell to the face or uh, mm-hmm. accidentally get kicked over the top rope, yeah, they're kind of like cocky officials in that way.
0: they're not it takes a long time to recover from that too,
1: yeah, yeah, you roll around on the ground for a long time while uh, while the guy in the ring gets stone cold stunnered like six times.
0: Yeah. Uh, we shouldn't burn all our good WWE material right at the top of this podcast. Oh. Ordinarily, this would be a mailbag, but uh, you fuckers don't care anymore.
1: Don't worry, dude. I can never blow all of my good WWE material. I mean, have we talked about Fozzy lately? Uh, is that
0: Y2J's band? That is Y2J's rock band. That's, that's Chris Jericho's rock band? Yeah. Fozzy. Yeah. No, we haven't. You're right. We haven't talked about it lately. All right. The good news is no one else has either, so we're not being scooped on that.
1: I don't know if you knew this, but Metal is Jericho. I knew Raw was Jericho. Oh, obviously. That one was obvious. SmackDown 2, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, I don't remember if he claimed that brand also. He had the
1: worst. He had the worst character. You know, Steve Blackman had the best character? Y2J had the worst character. All he would um, do
0: because it, he because his entire gimmick was based on a problem that was a big in the big in the late nineties uh, cultural consciousness for literally six months. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then everyone forgot. And then what was, it was over
0: right away and turned into a big joke. Like, uh, like Dave Letterman made Y two K jokes for about eight years after that.
1: Yep, and Y two J kept his name and his entrance and everything with the timer counting down and then it hit zero and all the lights go out and wrestling fans forgot long ago what that was about that's like, just him now that's yeah. just his deal I don't know that's what he does don't ask I don't know, me like, I think
0: a rocket's gonna launch it what do you think's gonna happen when it hits zero <laughs> I bet a rocket oh the lights went out that's pretty good I guess that's probably so you can see the rocket better <laughs>
1: yeah and uh and he had a band called Fuzzy. and sometimes he did a lion salt alright
0: yeah, listen I didn't remember that last part I have lost the all of the associations between the wrestlers and their moves like no who did the five star frog splash you know who did that
1: was it Eddie Guerrero? It was Eddie Guerrero, you liar. Okay, I knew that one. <laughs> yeah. And you know who did the Crippler crossface? Don't act like you don't.
0: That's Chris Benoit, but he's been Thank erased you. from the WWE history. But he's
1: not been erased from your mind, and that's what counts. Because if we no, all I'm... think about him, then he's not really gone.
0: I remember that he murdered his family and then hanged himself on weight equipment.
1: Right, and if we remember that, then it still happened.
0: Okay, that's well, Im- that's
1: pretty important. <laughs> that's important that we remember it's that. It's important to keep that alive. Yeah. Um, Mailbag? Did, so no mail, no one sent us any mail?
0: No, no we literally had two Two mails, and one of them came in 17 minutes ago, so Let's knock them out uh, They're both criticisms Criticisms <laughs> of our Star Trekking So what? Uh, uh, two days ago, Ben wrote At Brother Date, you guys are mad inconsistent On weather and how you incorporate Enjoyment into the episode ratings hmm. Well You're not very tall you know, facts are facts. Truth hurts, doesn't it?
1: Hmm. Um. I feel like no. Now we're gonna incorporate it. It's on a 113 point scale.
0: Well, look, that would be a very depressing project.
1: Enjoyment of like, episodes, yeah.
0: Hey, Matt, we watched Suspicions this week. Did you like it? No, it was, no, I didn't like it either. It
1: smelled like, it smelled like a fucking big fat toxic poop.
0: All right. Well, another week where we didn't like any of the episodes. So I guess no winner. <laughs> That's right.
1: Yeah, dude. Only the week of the defector is there a winner? That's it.
0: I mean, basically, it's just the one. And I really just like uh, I like Jaroq, and I like one one speech of Picard's.
1: Um. Okay. So, is it the one where he tells him he's made his choices, sir?
0: Yeah. Of course. Of course. Of course, course, course it
1: is. Yeah. The one in the end with is gets a little, it's a little on the nose. The music swells in the back, and he's like, "Are you prepared to die today, Tomalak?" And you're like, "All right." It's just that's all right. But when he's... I mean, I
0: like that the Klingon Birds of Prey are armed and ready or whatever. <laughs> that's right. Like they're just some torpedoes. Picard came
1: prepared. Ah, oh, I can't wait for that episode. We only got to wait a few years, dude. Just...
0: Those ships have, like, captains and crews and stuff. They're not.
1: They're not just pistols.
0: They're... Way to objectify them. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, that's going to be the one episode that we like. Um, yeah, so obviously it was a big surprise what happened last week.
1: Yeah. Shocking, actually.
0: Um, and... I was thinking, man, did I let Matt talk me too much into that? No such thing. But then I thought about all of the times that I have talked you up a point or two, Mm -hmm. and all of the other times that you've talked me up at least one point. So I think that was just an outlier in that you got a lot more out of that episode than I did on my initial viewing, and I just decided you were right.
1: Also, I think it proves that these shows are more enjoyable as a group. Watching them alone is very hard. Because of the low quality? Yes. Watching them together or even just discussing them together, I think sort of raises our appreciation of them.
0: Um, I mean, I agree. That was definitely something Something happened last week that I was not expecting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ryan wrote in to say, I don't remember if you covered this question or not, but I'm surprised the acting quality is not a category.
1: I feel like that's the same question as enjoyment in that every week we'll go, no, no, the acting was bad. One. give <laughs> One for acting. All the times Frakes is barely doing anything, or um, uh, what's his name? Spiner is hamming it up behind his no-emotions face. You know so what I mean? It's one, of,
0: it's one of those things, to me, that runs through a couple of the different categories. Mm. It's a huge part of characterization.
1: For sure. It's why if we you, believe Riker the character is an idiot.
0: Right, if you don't believe it, then they've done a the characterization is going to feel incongruous. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make sense, right? So also that's translucent. going to lower the score.
1: Translucent. It'll be translucent,
0: too. Yep. Um, and it's part of general execution.
1: Yes, I agree. I do. Um, you know, if... There's, well, First of all, there's only one good actor in the entire series, maybe, and that's Patrick Stewart. I mean, in the entire run of all of the series. Like, who's a good actor in the show? In any of the shows? Are you going to, like, uh, is there going to be yeah. a lot of them to pop up? Or are you going to be like, oh, I that's feel great. like there's a
0: best actor in each of the series. So far, it's been, I would say, Leonard Nimoy.
1: Well, he's the most dedicated. He's yeah. into it.
0: He's ready to go. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Stewart, of course. And he's not, there's not going to be any competition. Right, uh, for him in the, in the next generation, um, it's probably Cole Meany in Deep Space Nine.
1: Yeah, I guess he don't just he just his character doesn't do much.
0: Or maybe the weird beard who plays Garrick.
1: He is weird. I'll give like him... he sells
0: weird a lot.
1: But he's, but he's he he's kind of like he winks too much. You know what I mean? Like he's so he's so over the top, smiley and charming. You know?
0: But, I mean, if it's not him, then who? I like, know. of those actors... It's
1: not Avery Brooks. Rene... Aubergine. 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 will learn how to
0: say that if we're going to keep doing this. Is it Aubergine? Rene Aubergine had the best career prior to Deep Space Nine, I think. You mean because like, he was the chef
1: in The Little Mermaid?
0: I mean, he turns up in a lot of places. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> uh,
0: but... Yeah, if it's not him, then who? I, yeah, um, I really
1: don't know on that show. Uh, there's a lot of wood on that show. Especially Voy-
0: Voyager's pretty questionable, too.
1: Um, there's uh, there's Nick Licarno. He's not very good.
0: No. Oh.
1: Garrett Wang's maybe the least convincing
0: actor I've ever seen. He does not seem like he's acting. No. I think he thinks he's really there, and he is overwhelmed by it.
1: <laughs> he's overwhelmed by it. Well, it's, the gravity of the situation is pretty intense if you're really there.
0: No, but he seems overwhelmed by like even his regular ensign duties. <laughs> he's just
1: manning the console. He probably had to learn the console, the actor. He's kinda of like No, I have to know what they mean. What do these buttons do? I'm Garrett fucking Wang. Uh it's not Beltran, that's for sure.
0: Well, in the episodes we've seen so far, he's said ten words total, <laughs> and many of them have been in an incredibly flat monotone. <laughs> And they somehow sound ADR'd. Even his yelling
1: is boring.
0: Like, am I wrong about that, that he sounds ADR'd? You didn't give B'Elanna a chance!
1: It's like, alright. Awful. Yeah, yeah, like, all this was done in post, dude.
0: It's like, how bad was the take on set? (laughs) That's right.
1: Too many beeps Uh, and boops on that set, man. You can't hear anybody.
0: How how long did he spend in the booth? (laughs) And they were like, nah, fine. For this very
1: regular conversation in the captain's quarters or whatever.
0: Alright, fine, we'll take that one. Jesus.
1: Yeah, Yeah, on that show, Uh, I really don't know. I mean... Yeah, Voyager's tricky. The Doctor, because he plays an asshole? I don't know.
0: I guess. I I mean, he seems like an asshole, so at least that's convincing. Yeah.
1: And Enterprise, ugh. Oh boy. That is bad. The Vulcan Lady, terrible actor. She just seems angry all the time. Not, like, without emotion. Like, just kind of mad.
0: She does. And and, uh, conversely... Scott Bakula often seems like he's about to cry. He's an
1: emotional basket case.
0: Like, uh, is he doing Battlestar Galactica? Is he being Adama? Like, I think he is. You've seen most of Enterprise at this point. Does yeah. he just start crying in every episode later? <laughs> no, he... he. Um,
1: I think he starts to go for kind of a Sheridan... Uh, John Sheridan, I'm always the manliest man in the room kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. it, which plays really bad on Bakula. It does not work at all. It makes him just seem like he's a crazy asshole. Um, no, that's another tough one. I hate all the actors on that show. They're all bad. almost okay, like, so, All equally bad.
0: So I guess the problem with, with what Ryan is suggesting really is Patrick Stewart's the only good actor in Star Trek. Yeah. Um, But even if we made allowances for that, mm-hmm. how would you run this category? Like, the guest actor was good, but all of the main cast sucked. Like,
1: <laughs> that's right, yeah. Like, maybe it's a, it's maybe you tucky. get David Warner on, and you go, "Oh, okay." David Warner won this week. He's not coming back though, so that was it. it was a while mean, he was
0: in he was in two movies and that two parter. So, like, yeah, <laughs> he's and done this time.
1: He was in Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Us.
0: Uh, he was in Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Us. Yeah, because he sure. wants money,
1: just wants to get paid. Uh, look, I think what we're really hearing is they want a three hour Star Trek pod every week.
0: No, I guess that must be it.
1: I think that's the bottom line. They so want Ryan us to add some more characters. Ryan wants an extra
0: hour where we just talk about acting and, yeah. and how much we enjoyed the episode. <laughs> that's right. I and mean, if that's what you want,
1: I'm not going to do it because it's very hard to do this.
0: Well, and we're going to have to start over at week one. Yep, that's so. right.
1: I hope you guys really enjoyed The Man Trap like we did because it's coming back, mm. coming back
0: around. There was some acting. There were some acting choices made in that. Um.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> That was it, huh? That's the whole mailbag. Okay,
0: yeah, that's it. All right. Oh, I think. Like, look, I think that's it. There we
1: go. I mean, it's been a little while, so you would have thought some stuff built up, but no, that's fine. That's fuck all, y'all. How about that? Hmm. Well, unfortunately, the mailbag just kind of sometimes turns into a another Star Trek pod, so because of all the questions yeah. about
0: Star Treks. Yeah, but we've exhausted those. So good. All right. Well. How we should talk about something else. Hey, I've got a suggestion. Okay. Did
2: you miss me? Did you miss, oh, did you miss me?
3: <laughs>
1: did you? Did? <laughs> I was doing my own little dance over here that no one will ever see.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> uh. Man, I was having a real bad traffic day coming home on Friday, Thursday, Friday. Don't remember now.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, instead of listening to podcasts, which sometimes makes me sleepy on my evening commute, mm-hmm. I put on that Pete Pablo record, you know, still writing in my diary part two. <laughs>
1: you can't sleep through that, dude.
0: No. Just got enough, moving.
1: He's got just enough sugar left for one cup of Kool-Aid. All
0: right. I was dancing in my car to the point where I got caught. <laughs> got caught dancing to it. <laughs> But because uh because there's no way for me to hook my phone up to my car speakers, they were no they were not able to discern what it what it was that I was dancing to.
1: Oh, That's too bad. You roll the windows down and blast some fucking PD Pablo right in their fucking faces. Yeah. Buy another bitch, because I ain't drunk enough to do
0: that.
2: Oh, I'm sorry, what? Buy another bitch, because I ain't drunk enough to do that.
0: What you're talking about? We've talked before about how we wished you could just get stems for songs. Yeah. I want so badly Lil Jon stems from Freaka <laughs> so that I can just have a clean pussy licked. <laughs> PUSSY LICKED! I would make that my ringtone. I'd be at work, my phone would go, PUSSY LICKED! And what? I'd be like, oh, sorry, that's, I'm going to get that.
1: I think we may have talked before just about the absurdity of little john coming into the studio and just laying down those little just those little bits just him in the booth going and then right here I go pulse okay here we go
0: oh i <laughs> assume that you don't tell little john where to add his efforts <laughs> well yes. he probably listens to it once clean without without that in there and maybe he makes little notes That's i imagine right. he has a legal pad probably makes little notes on his legal pad and then probably just one more take i imagine just one more well, unless there's like some weird outtake where he fucks it up somehow, he goes. Penis. Oh, that's not. P- well, that's not p- p- what I meant. P-poor, p-poor oh. do it again. It's I got. got I got, got. I got tripped up on that one. Uh,
1: that's a great song.
0: That is a good song. Freak a leak. Uh, it's got. Um, it's got one of my favorite things, and one of these. One of these days when I have a little more time to prep for these podcasts, uh, for these non-Star Trek podcasts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to put together a little audio segment of uh, odd turns of phrase. Yes. Because, uh, I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. It, one of my favorite things in music is when someone says something that's slightly non-standard. Yeah. Because it's it's like it's surprising, and that makes me sort of wake up and pay attention to it. So the probably the best one in Freak-A-Leak is uh when he says uh, earring in her tongue and she know what to do with it <laughs> an
1: earring in her
0: tongue earring in her tongue <laughs> yeah. it's like oh yeah no we call that a tongue ring
1: yep or if you're uh, going to be really obtuse about it you could say a ring in her tongue
0: yes right. right but like when it's in your tongue it's it's not an earring anymore uh probably my two favorite examples and i I'll have some other ones when i finally do do this segment but my absolute two favorite ones are uh, Jesse's Girl.
1: Mm.
0: I think you know which one it is.
1: Um, uh, wait, which one?
0: And she's loving him <laughs> with, with that body. body. I, I just, just know, know it.
1: it. Yeah, dude, they're adults. They're probably I, fucking.
0: I just know it.
1: <laughs> like he's so upset about it. It's like, dog, and dog, what did you think And she's loving him happen? with
0: that body. I, I just, just know, know it. it. Like, what do you think was going to happen? that's in That doesn't happen once in that song that happens like five times in that song because that that's the lead into the chorus uh so that's my favorite i didn't think of that as non-standard was not a not a great song i will listen to that every single time it comes on the radio
1: i didn't think of that as non-standard but marjan will uh confirm for you that that is definitely my favorite part of that song
0: that's the (laughs) one of the best things i mean it's not that there's nothing that's non-standard about that english except that it's so conversational (laughs) Such a like loser. all of a sudden you are having a discussion with this guy <laughs> yeah like and i guess the 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 conceit of a lot of songs is hey i'm telling you this right but it's not usually so direct like that's a thing that you would only say if you were talking directly to one other person
1: it's true we are having kind of an intimate conversation with the very dreamy rick springfield
0: yeah jesse has got a girl
1: it's like uh okay yeah, I know,
0: and he's been a good friend. We know, yeah. we know you're you're busted up about this, man.
1: He <laughs> just he just sounds like such a loser.
0: And she's holding him with those arms, and she's loving him with that body. And I just, just know, know it.
1: it. <laughs> like, yeah, dog.
0: Yeah. Um. So that's that may be my all-time favorite, but if it's not that, it is in higher love. Okay. Um. So you, you're familiar with this song. I know the song. I should have prepped a clip. How does the song begin?
1: Oh, I, I don't know. You, you you do your thing.
0: Think about it. <laughs> there must be higher love. <laughs> yeah, hey, you think about it. It's the, literally the first words in the song are think about it. This is a good one. So it's like, again, not only is this a direct one-on-one conversation all of a sudden, mm-hmm. but he is trying to convince you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is actually a good segment. I'd like to put some thought into this. Things that jump out to me re- immediately are things like um, Marvin Gaye's ego tripping out. Where he's having a conversation with himself. And he's like, hey man, how come everywhere you go you gotta go in a limousine? And the guy goes, yeah, that's my thing. And he goes, yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, alright. <laughs> that's your thing. It's like, <laughs> dog, you asked yourself. You should have known the answer to this. He's like, how come everywhere you go you always like, uh, you know, real dressed up. You're and he's like, flash and cash. And he's like,
0: oh, I know what you're saying. Like what the hell is
1: this? Is this a song?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um think about in uh in Think Changes. about it. Yeah, <laughs> think about it. Uh we played Changes 2 weeks ago, I think, right? Right.
1: You got to change the uh, way we live, we got to change the way we eat. We got to change yeah, the sure. way we treat one another.
0: But uh in the middle there's that conversation <laughs> with Tupac where the guy says, I made a G today.
1: But you made it in a sleazy way.
0: And it's like, oh, okay, all of a sudden this is a dialogue?
1: Yeah, well, I gotta get paid. Well, hey, well, that's the way it is.
0: But, I mean, that's not the only time. Tupac uses the, um, uses the dramatic device of dialogue on other occasions. For instance, in Brenda's Got a Baby. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, let me tell you how it affects our whole community.
0: Yeah, well, that, yes, that's, (laughs) that is ideal. Um, and I hadn't, see, this is the thing. I hadn't drilled down enough into this to realize that it's, um, in those particular two instances, uh, the first two that I talked about, mm. it's suddenly bringing up that, like, oh yeah, that's right. And we're now we're in the last season of The Office, and we have to be reminded fifty times that they're making a documentary. Right. Yep. It's like, oh, this is really bringing home that this is the the format of this song is a conversation between you and me. Yeah. And uh, and those other two are are dialogues which is very different, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, dog. No, they can't leave it to chance that you will forget what is happening in this song.
0: Right. Um, but I like like um, like littler things, too. Like, some are mistakes, where uh, Tupac says to alleviate your clothes.
1: <laughs> is that a mistake? I'm pretty sure he intended to say that.
0: Let's say it's non-standard English.
1: Yes, for sure. Baby, just alleviate your clothes.
0: <laughs> and put your ass out. Yep. Uh, no,
1: because no, cause that's the that's the line before. And oh. you got a neighbor. I always say neighbor wanting it so bad, <laughs> got to pass out. Uh, some, 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 something else. Maybe just alleviate your clothes. Something else. Uh, I, I'd have to go in and figure out what the lyrics really are. But yeah, alleviate your clothes. <clears throat> it's always a good one. It's very borderline understanding of the English language.
0: Um. Yeah, so uh, uh, I'll, I'll think of more examples, but often it is something that is slightly unexpected like that that sticks out to me and makes me enjoy a song.
1: I feel like that's two-thirds of Smokey Robinson-written songs, too. That there oh, be yeah. Something Smokey that is Robinson
0: never gives you what you expect.
1: Just a little bit off what you'd expect, and you go, oh, okay. this is, We're doing something new here.
0: We may have talked about this before. Choosy Beggar is the one that gets me every time. <laughs> Beggar's going right?
1: to be choicey. I know.
0: Beggars can be choicey.
1: That's what the people say, dude.
0: That's what the people say.
1: I don't know what people he's um, talking about. I've never heard that expression. Beggars can be choicey.
0: I'm a, but I'm a choosy beggar. Yeah. And not I choose you.
1: No, You're my right. choice.
0: You're my choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, this is, uh, this is Mexican Divorce. Oh, yeah, Drifters, sure. The, this it. is, Mexico is different, yeah, like the travel folder says. Yeah, what is a travel folder? No one would that's ever a, call it that. That's not, no one calls it that. That's not the thing.
1: Yeah, plenty of Drifters, too. Don't forget who's taking you home and in whose arms you're going to be.
0: Oh, that's perfect.
1: You know, that's like, wow. We really finagled that so that worked into a sentence that would fit there, didn't we?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, the name of this song is Save the Last Dance for Me, so we gotta set that rhyme up.
1: Something's gotta go e uh, at the end. Uh... It's so passive. In whose arms you're going to be? <clears throat> um. So yeah, a lot of lot of drifters ones. Or if you're if you're talking about straight mistakes, the drifters are great for that. Who's gonna love you when the, the sun is bright or whatever? The sun sun is, bright. is bright, and then one guy. Sun, sun. so bright. <laughs> you're yeah, supposed to say "sun is like, bright," but one no, guy. Sun's sun bright.
0: Sun so bright. <laughs> you're like, dude, you're the deep voice guy. We can hear you. Yeah, you have the most pen we know what that you should have said the other thing and you didn't.
1: Sun's so bright. <sighs> I mean a lot of this is
0: one-take stuff, right? Yes. But, uh but some of it is not. Like it's not a one-take mistake to start that song. Think about it. <laughs> no, that's that's a choice. There must be higher love. Uh,
1: one more Drifter's Mistake. Uh, when the one guy says, Raindrops keeps a-falling. And <laughs> <laughs> went, oh, come on, buddy.
0: They, they do keeps some falling Stop, make, stop making least. this song a
1: hate crime. Cut it out. I know
0: that, I know that the Drifters are, are pretty early, <laughs> yeah. but... Uh... Civil rights was an ongoing concern back then, and he was not helping. No, he he is a hate crime. Hey, buddy, this ain't the coasters. This is the drifters. Yeah, some class. Do do it up a little classier. I
1: understand you're not quite the platters, but let's just try to class it up a little bit if we can, please.
0: I mean, that really is the spectrum, right? It's the platters on one end and (laughs) the the coasters coasters on on the other. other. The drifters neatly (laughs) in between. Drifters are tucked into the middle there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The uh, platters, they went, uh, look, the white people, we know what they want. And it's just,
0: heavenly shades of night have
1: fallen. And it's like, oh, yeah, they're going for it. This is the real deal right here.
0: Uh, when Katie divorces me, yeah, it will be because of that song. Really? Because she cannot say it's blank time without uh, me going, heavenly shades of <laughs> night are falling. It's dinner time. Or whatever it is.
1: That's like a perfect song, by the way. Like, um,
0: I- That first line is perfect.
1: I um I often classify certain songs as songs that cannot be improved, mm. which means no Rolling Stones songs. Because
0: yeah, that's true. They are all <laughs>
1: there is an obvious way to fix almost every Rolling Stones song that has ever been
0: made. Like just do one more take, or <laughs> yeah. just make the guitar sound good, just add
1: a microphone somewhere in the room. Can we,
0: can we? Yes, often often just a little bit of sound engineering could have fixed most Rolling Stones songs. Mm-hmm.
1: But that one to me is that's one of those songs where I, go, I don't really know how to make that better. That was, um, composition and execution and everything. That was just great work. Great work, Platters.
0: Yeah. No, that's a good song. That's, uh, Twilight Time. Yeah. <clears throat> In case, I forgot if you had sung it or not, or just stopped at Heavenly Shades of Night or Fall I, and o- I had just done the dinner time version, so.
1: You did the, yeah, you, you followed it up with dinner. Time.
0: Uh, she's never heard that song, so to what? her, that's just an irritating thing that I do.
1: How she never heard that song?
0: I, just, I don't know. That's... I'm not sure music was is as important to her parents as it was to ours. Oh. But also, I'm 90% sure that I know that song because of a commercial for, like, a...
1: Yes. For a compilation of oldie songs.
0: A Time Life...
1: Solid Gold sounds 50s. Sounds of the 50s. Whatever, yeah. Whatever yeah. they call it. I don't know what that was called.
0: Yes. That's, that must have been my first exposure to that. Unlike the Coasters and the Drifters, which were in heavy rotation. Yeah, especially. I don't know.
1: Especially the Coasters.
0: Yeah. Well, that's... Our dad's, our dad's of a different time. Old fashioned. He's he's old fashioned. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that if you listen to the coasters, you're a racist. But, I I do want a better explanation than that. If I find out you listen to the coasters,
1: yeah, you can't just go. I'm not racist. There has to be more.
0: Because I'm going to be like, um. You don't know. I like like Charlie Brown too, but it. (laughs) What are you doing?
1: Tight little sweaters.
0: Like you hear it. Right? <laughs> Don't talk about girls. <laughs> uh it's like what it's what are you doing, man? It's 2016. Yeah. The the coasters are not essential. Like this is not something that we have to face as a culture.
1: That's true. We can leave that one safely in the uh the footnotes we, of history.
0: Right. We can be like, yeah, there was a lot of Racist TV too. We can just talk about Amos and Andy. We can just use that as the proxy for all of the other racist TV.
1: Right, exactly.
0: We don't need. No one needs to. It's not essential. It's just not essential, guys. Yeah. Sorry. That's all of them. Sorry, the coasters. Keep I your... know you enjoy playing at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk <laughs> with but the it's, four tops. <laughs> it's. Uh, ugh. What about us?
1: I know, dude. Um, <laughs> they gets to eat at the Ritz. Big stakes.
0: That's the brakes.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: they eat how many get grits from a bag? From a bag. What a drag. That's <laughs> yeah, racist. That's racist for sure. When
1: well, they gotta go on a date, they use a box on roller skates. So they, yes, yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Listen, I don't hate that song. <laughs> no, I actually. get it. Look, it's not on my phone though, guys.
1: Some of them are catchy, but you can't. You just can't. You can't admit to that in public. You can't play it in public. And by the way, yeah. I couldn't believe when I tried to Google uh, were the coasters a hate crime." Nobody had any answers on that. There was, I was no Yahoo very, answers or anything. That I was out.
0: very surprised that nobody had written a think piece about the coasters as a hate crime.
1: Well, we have a project now. That's something that we nah, I
0: do. don't. I don't want to get into that arena.
1: Okay, All right, that's probably fair,
0: actually, because <laughs> it's messy. You can always find another uh, historical hate crime to write about. That's true, <clears throat> and then that just takes over your whole life. But listen, we've said it here. Don't don't listen to the coasters.
1: Yeah, just do yourself so a favor. No yakety yak, none of that stuff. Just keep stick,
0: it. stick to the drifters where it's at least a little bit more complicated.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're riding some kind of line.
0: It's not perfect, and they work a lot of Spanish guitar in in a weird way.
1: Mm, timpani too.
0: Yeah, I love that but, timpani. But it's not the coasters.
1: Uh, Alright, one of my other top ten things I love about the Drifters is the way their sister songs, you know, all the oh, groups yeah. back then made a song and they'd make a song that sounded just like it to try to get a follow-up hit Their sister songs always seem like they're half finished like they're blueprints for songs
0: Yes, like um, so, There Goes My Baby
1: the... and Sometimes I Wonder Sometimes I Wonder if it seems like it was not finished
0: Is there uh, I am just wonder if there are a pair of sister songs that can be used as an easy example to explain that
1: uh, people have to know well if I'm sticking to like, both of them that's the trouble. yeah so like uh, uh, Sugar pie honey bunch and same old song by the four tops does anyone know those right.
0: songs that would be a good that would be a good combo I don't know so, if anyone
1: knows those songs um, um, yeah if oh you keep, uh, Sam if and you Dave keep
0: talking I can make it happen Sam and Dave okay read uh, so uh, uh,
1: hold, on, hold I'm coming, on I'm coming and soul man and almost Soul man almost the same song
0: or yes they're basically the exact same song. It's also the only two Sam and Dave songs I have, dude. There's so... some pretty
1: good ones. There's um, "You Got Me Hummin" and uh, "I Thank You." That's a good one. Um,
0: but yeah, so let me just do a quick demo of what we're talking about when we talk about uh... yeah the the concept of the sister song. Yeah, like
1: right. back then, all you did was make like uh, as many records as you possibly could make. It's not like now where every artist takes like six years off in between records. Like, right, so if you
0: had a song that was a hit, yeah, they'd be like, "Well, I know a way we could have another hit." So, <laughs> yeah, um, hold on, I'm coming comes first, right? Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. It must because in Soul Man they say, "Hold on, I'm coming." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is "Hold on, I'm coming." That's such a good goddamn song.
1: Uh, it's r- that driving rhythm and the horns.
0: Such a good goddamn song is,
1: no joke that is an excellent song
0: Same now there, me. I mean there's a lot of room to improve how that was recorded absolutely um but it's so good such a good song and by the way but
1: the opening to soul man even better
0: oh yeah the opening to soul man is the biggest improvement on this at all and this is this is not what you were talking about how it seems half finished yeah in a lot of ways soul man is a better version of that song yeah there are a couple of ways in which it's not better but um, let me just play soul man so you get the a complete understanding here
2: coming to you on
1: a dust road coming to you
0: So, um, I actually wonder if everyone can hear how those two songs are identical.
1: Uh, if you can't, you're not paying attention.
0: It's pretty, it's not the most straightforward ever. I think you were right that Sugar Pie Honey Bunch and Same Old Song are actually <laughs> quite a bit closer. They are twin sisters, if um, no, it turns out I already have the four tops loaded on this. Nice. Uh,
1: but, but I mean, even in just the words they're using, they're, they are trying to make it obvious. They're like, hey, remember that other song? The first, oh. the first words are coming to you. And then later on, he's like, I'm coming.
0: But by the way, could it be more obvious than calling the second four top song? Same old song.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. It's like,
0: here's Dear Sugar Pie Honey Bunch. It's really hard for me to stop playing that song I
1: know well Levi's just getting into it There dude he's not even started yet
0: There's only two more minutes after That and it's all so good but here's The same old song I mean, everybody did this up until the Beatles, basically, right?
1: <laughs> That's exactly correct. You had a hit, you had to follow up, capitalize ASAP, get that thing out in three weeks or whatever. And, um, but I don't know if you have the Drifters on that thing. I think we talked about it and you didn't before, right?
0: Uh, let's take a quick look. I may have already because it if, won't take me. It doesn't take me long to load them. But because
1: if you have like "There Goes My Baby" and "Sometimes I Wonder," you can see the thing I'm talking about. Where "Sometimes I Wonder" sounds like they laid down half of it. I don't like almost they were in a rush to get it out or something because it feels like it's missing a lot of the signature Drifters stuff and it actually makes it sound kind of creepy, which makes it interesting. But that's what I love about the Drifters is their sister songs are just a little bit off and kind of fucked up, unlike the Four Tops who are so. I feel bad for them sometimes. They were so straight laced and earnest that I feel like they never had the appeal of like the Temptations or some of the other Motown acts.
0: Well, I mean, uh, they're they're one of my favorites, right? So my favorite Motown acts, um, you know, before anyone thought of soul, before soul was invented, right, are the uh, the Four Tops mm-hmm. and uh, the Supremes.
1: The well, Supremes, well, you know why?
0: Well, it's because they have the same writing team. Yep, it's all, H- it's all, H- yeah, H- yeah. Um, okay, so you wanted uh, here's here's there goes my baby, yeah.
2: Oh, he couldn't
0: it, get that note it, <laughs> no, but he's so cool
2: <laughs>
1: Okay. <laughs> listen how half I finished. I thought it that.
0: started the exact same with. Sometime bomb
2: Sometimes
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> I
1: Listen how much creepier this one is. Though. Like just the two.
0: It feels like it's been slowed down five percent.
1: Yeah, or like it's the darkest timeline version of the other song.
0: Like someone, someone took the forty-five of "There Goes My Baby," but they didn't slow it all the way down to thirty-three and a third. <laughs> no. They somehow jammed it in the middle.
1: It's like thirty-seven nine or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like exactly. It's like thirty-seven nine, and
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like a and little bit. It just bit gives off. the whole thing a real
0: creepy tenor.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Like, it's like. Uh... It's not like they threw the whole thing into minor chords it's just like it's just a li- like the progression is not quite right
0: yeah, it's just slightly wrong
1: and i feel um, like the vocals seem the whole production seems kind of unfinished which for libra Stoller is not that's not what they do so the the sister songs always kind of seem like they were like god we got to get this thing out today just get it out
0: what i love about that <clears throat> is that we played um we played two other examples that i feel like are real obvious examples
1: and this one was and, still the winner.
0: <laughs> and yet somehow this one was still the cheapest.
1: Yeah. And the drifters did that all the time, dude. I mean, like whether like, Hey, you're...
0: make sure we get that. Do, 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 do. That's what people liked about There Goes My Baby. <laughs> Doo Wop. Oh, it's not? They didn't care about that at all?
1: Yeah. What the people want more of is Doo Wop. And I think, I think the decades to come are going to bear that out.
0: <laughs> yep. We will definitely see. Doo Wop is, is here to stay. Uh, uh, but I, uh, even,
1: like, if you go um, to, like, you know. Um, Uh, on the boardwalk and sand in my shoes you know what i mean like that's just what the drifters did they were like uh we got a sister song for that don't worry if this is a hit we got another one
0: yeah and sand in my shoes is uh you mean under the boardwalk right Uh, yeah under the board yeah not under the board uh sand in my shoes i'm sorry i've got sand in my shoes is what this track is called uh even talks it like makes a lot of references to under the boardwalk like hey we were just here man
1: yeah at one point they even go uh down by the sea like you were like in the other one and then they change back into the other song it's kind of like a
0: it is extremely cheap like they definitely rushed it it's like a cover right which was the (laughs) another thing the reason that a cover song is called a cover is because like word would get around hey uh, you know that song that 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 songwriter was shopping two months ago Hmm. Uh, the birds are about to get a version of that out. Oh, shit, let's rush one out and beat them to production. Right. Like, let's cover their version with our version and hope that some dum-dums buy this one instead. Yeah. Um, so it's like, of, of all of the cheap things of that era of music, uh, in some ways, these sister songs are the cheapest. I mean, everybody did it. Like, it it, it, uh, it, got into rock, too. Like, The Kinks, which I do not have any of, so I cannot play.
1: Oh, you're talking about, like... Um... Uh, you really got me in all the night and stuff like that.
0: You really all got the, me in like, I need you.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. It's
0: basically the same song. And then destroyer is also the same song. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, you're right. I
1: think it might've all died with the Beatles. That's definitely, best. I think
0: the Beatles, uh, the Beatles, as much as I'm not, not a particularly huge fan of any of their albums. Uh, they definitely changed the way music was made. Mm-hmm. And you suddenly you couldn't get away with some of this shit anymore.
1: Yeah, people stopped doing their um, one cover per per album rule. Like on Motown, you had to cover at least one song on every album you put out. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> sort of like to bolster the brand. Like Stevie Wonder would have to cover uh, whatever a Marvin Gaye song, and Marvin Gaye would have to cover a Supreme song or whatever. You know what I mean? Just to like make just to bolster the brand. And sometimes they let you cover other. Other acts outside of the record label too, but there had to be covers on every album. Like, oh, this is a popular song; people want to hear it by you now for some reason. So even that kind of went that that went out the door. Yeah. Well, your mention um, of the Beatles actually also makes me think of a segment that I was trying that I was thinking about how to introduce, which was a segment where I try to convince you about the appeal of a certain artist. Okay. By playing clips, and you are loudly not a Beatles fan. So that would yeah. be one where I could try to convince you by picking maybe less obvious ch- choices and bits of songs that I found interesting that maybe you hadn't heard good 50 stuff. times.
0: There's some good stuff in there. I just think, by and large, the things that I like about the Beatles are not the things that anybody cares about. right? And I admire... I think that the way they moved music to sort of more meaningful participation by the artists mm-hmm. was a good move. And it's led to a lot of the good music that I like. But frankly, there are very few Beatles songs that I care about.
1: Yeah, honestly, even if you... And I've heard
0: them. most of them. Like, I, I'm alive in this world and I listen to music all the time. <laughs> That's right. Uh, right. I have not escaped the Beatles somehow.
1: Yeah, it's like even if you think about when Stevie Wonder and Marvin Gaye got into their classic periods, it's after the Beatles had already broken up.
0: Yeah, it's post Beatles, like, really. Before, before well, while the Beatles were still changing music, Stevie Wonder was doing a lot of harmonica dicking around. <laughs> yeah, like he hadn't he hadn't figured out to let the weird ideas in his mind come out and play all of the parts on the songs.
1: Yeah, yeah, there was no.
0: um... I mean, probably he hadn't taken drugs yet either.
1: There, well, he always claims that before Inner Visions, he got off drugs. I you don't know, know if I can believe it based on Unless what those drugs that really
0: did some stuff to his brain.
1: Yeah. Like, I can believe he's on the drugs for Music of My Mind, but I can't believe he was off them for Intervisions. Right. Because there's still some pretty bizarre shit going Yeah. Unless he's permanently altered his brain at that point.
0: Right. Yeah. Which, I mean, theoretically, some of those drugs do. So... Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe that's possible and not just some made-up nonsense that Stevie Wonder says.
1: Should just We should just give out some homework, which is have people listen to st- all of Stevie Wonder's studio albums, 1972 to 1976, right? That should be people's that's, homework.
0: That's that um, that's real good homework that you guys will find surprisingly enjoyable. Yeah.
1: That's talking book, music on my mind, inner visions, fulfilling this first finale, and songs in the key of life. I won't make you listen to Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants, even though I'm no. still convinced that it's the greatest work of genius this planet's ever seen.
0: I know, but your understanding of that is also based on the premise that uh, you think it's so great that you don't understand what's happening. Yes, in
1: it. I fully, I, f- I, fully admit that I cannot explain to you why it is good or, or, or what he's going for. But I just, I trust, I trust him.
0: I, I mean, that I will something. say that uh, Katie has been very taken over the years by your theory of asymptotic genius.
1: <laughs> well. Yeah, it's just the way that it's six months later. It's followed up with hotter than July,
0: which is which is a kind of a letdown record.
1: Which is a real early '80s pop record.
0: It's the first of his, um, let's say, big misses. Yeah, like he had this ascending trajectory since he stopped just being the kid who played the harmonica.
1: Yeah, and, and then
0: all of a sudden that one's like, and it's well,
1: it's though something about the weirdness of Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants, not even just the whole backstory and the project itself, but the actual music is so... I mean, there's nothing that sounds even remotely like it, even in Stevie Wonder's catalog. Like, it is such a weird, isolated act of art that I just think he he was shooting up towards infinity, almost, and then comes immediately crashing back down the opposite direction and hits Hotter Than July, which is such a piece of shit record. And then all he puts out after that is just varying levels of shit.
0: I mean, who doesn't like part-time lover, otherwise known as man-eater, otherwise known as man-eater? That's a accidental sister song.
1: <laughs> it's just so disappointing to find out that man-eater came first. You know that you're like it Come is disappointing, on, Stevie. I know you got bad in the '80s, but you had to bite on Hall and Oates. That's no, how that's bad rough. you got. Ugh.
0: That is rough. Um. Let's play something, just a little something odd here to uh, get people excited about their homework. I'm not going to play a whole Stevie Wonder song because there are no short ones from this era. Yeah, you'd need
1: eight and a half minutes. I'm
2: <laughs> happy said that would be if I should ever bring you inside my life.
0: Okay, so this is the same record Same record as this Some
1: going get you
2: Some gonna grab you Some gonna get by the bushes <laughs> and grab you
3: <laughs>
0: he's really concerned about
1: that. Just what he's building here is insane. The wall of funk that he's slowly building here. Yeah, yeah. Can
3: you
2: keep on.
0: Uh, that's from the same, same record. Yeah. And, uh, that's one of the early ones in your homework.
1: Yeah. So that's, uh, from music of my mind. Uh, keep on running that second song. It's like eight and a half minutes long. And it's so amazing that seven and a half minutes in, I go, Oh no, it's going to be over soon. <laughs>
0: Uh, He scats in this song, and it's not hateful.
1: No, because I think what he's... I don't even know if he means to. I think he's just so into what he's doing on the piano. Yeah, it's like accidental scatting. He's like... (laughs) Like, uh, the microphone's picking you up, dude. Can you hear that?
0: (laughs) That That's an album that you can listen to from beginning to end. Oh, man. And there are very few... There are very few, like, down minutes in that album. Where you're going to be like, okay, I get what you're doing. Yeah. Most you are going to be like, this
1: is, this just keeps happening. <laughs> yeah, you get, you get things like uh, Sweet Little Girl, and you're going to be like, I have, I have no clue what is happening right now.
0: Yeah, I didn't this want to is... play Sweet Little Girl because of the way it ends.
1: It does end um, a little bit racially charged.
0: But also, it's so weird. It's the weirdest song. It's such a weird, like, when it just drops into that slow end anyway. So music uh, in my mind
1: is what you would, like, if you said to someone, take your clavichord, take your electric piano take your Moog synthesizer, go into the basement, and come back up when you've made a record. That is, like, the thing, the most ideal thing that could possibly happen with that scenario. Oh, that's the best-case scenario there, for sure. He's uh, the master of working in his basement with his his synthesizers.
0: But it's also, like... I would 100% would believe that if you literally did not come up out of the basement until you'd made the record, <laughs> yeah. like, you cut yourself off from society. Like, let's say you started by just fucking around and trying to find some drum loops that you wanted. hmm Because he plays the drums. Yep.
1: He plays every single instrument, uh, except for occasional bits of guitar on these songs.
0: Like, it'd take you a few days just to even get the drum parts laid down. Mm-hmm. Assuming you were a pretty competent drummer. So, like... Let's say you spent a month down there not talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. Never seeing the sunlight. Not reading a newspaper. <laughs> right. This is what would happen. I mean, something like this, again, this is probably the best case scenario. Yeah, normally, and what I'm not saying is some, that that's how he recorded this.
1: Some real dumpster garbage would come back out. But, oh, uh, yeah, for sure.
0: And it'd be much more like the Dewey Cox version of this if there was one. That's
1: right. <laughs> and to um, think that. Talking book and music in my mind were recorded as leverage for negotiating his record contract. That he went yes. into the basement and recorded his albums in secret. No one at Motown knew he was making them, so just so that he could walk into Barry Gordy's office, drop them on his desk with a contract that he has drafted himself in his basement.
0: And if you've ever read uh, any of his liner notes... <laughs> yeah you will know that he is a crazy person when he writes also.
1: And it's just so we can go, here, take the, take a listen to these. If you don't sign this contract as is, I'm going to CBS. Yeah. And Barry Gordy listened to the records and read the contract and went, okay.
0: Okay, hey, he had him over a barrel. Like, Barry Gordy heard that and he knew, like, well, I, I have to release these records. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will be the world's biggest asshole if this comes out on Columbia or something. Yep. <clears throat> uh, instead of on Motown. And they'd be like, "Oh, uh, when you had him, you only let him play the harmonica."
1: Yeah, that's right. You made him cover. I'm sorry. Was that "Light My Fire"?
0: Yeah, you made him do "Light My Fire." That's not good. <laughs> Which it's still better than the Doors version, but still. Yeah. Well. Uh, and, but then, but this was inside him all along, and you were like, "Nah, though." Oh, nah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Can you can you just do like a sister song for Science Sealed, Delivered"? That'd be great. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Can we? We where, where's where's the follow up to "Sign Sealed, Delivered"? <laughs> yeah. Called, uh, Still Delivered. <laughs> Still de-
1: Delivered Again. <laughs>
0: it's, it's, uh, it's re- re-delivered. It's, like, let's for- twist for- forwarding again. Forwarding address. Where's forwarding address?
1: Let's twist again like we did last summer, dog.
0: Uh, yeah. Let's twist again like we did. That's not even a sister song. That's a straight you just, up That's sequel. just taking another, another bite of the apple. That's a sequel. <sighs> so
1: there you go, people. Homework. 72 through 76. That's Talking Book. Music of My Mind. Inner Visions. Fulfilling first finale. Songs in the Key of Life, which is a double album, so you get twice the fun.
0: Uh, but you'll love when you play songs in the key of life because you're going to recognize about six of them songs from their weird covers.
1: Or yeah, or whatever sampled them. Yeah, a lot exactly. of rap, a lot of rap songs coming out of that record. Um, and we should think on those segments. Let's think on those segments and see if we can get them done.
0: Yeah, but I think um, eh, I think we covered a lot more ground than a normal mailbag episode here, and uh, talked about something that we have in common, which is a love of music. There you go. But not some people just don't have it the way we do.
1: If that is not a brother date, then I don't know what is. Everybody, that's right. All right, that's right. You got something to play us out with, or
0: uh, I can sync something up. Why don't you tell the the people how to reach us?
1: Yeah, as always, you can find us uh, at the website, which is BrotherDate.com. dot uh, com. You can tweet at us, and please tweet more because this mailbag was uh, painfully short. Um, that's at brother date. Subscribe to us on the iTunes. If you want to leave a review, even that'd be I don't know if anyone's done that. Do you think anyone's done that?
0: Uh, we only have like knowledge. three listeners, so it's all to aren't my
1: knowledge. Good. Nobody has. Okay, all right. I should leave one. I should leave one for myself. That's probably a good idea. And um, we'll be back with another Star Trek pod. Uh, we we named the episodes we're gonna do at the end of last week's.
0: Uh, we did, and it's on the spreadsheet. But real quick, uh, it's going to be the enemy within, where no one has gone before. Captive pursuit, the cloud, and Terra Nova. Oh fuck! How long is this intro? (laughs) That's always what happens. Isn't she lovely? lovely. Ah fuck! (laughs) First down. That's that's a good song. Yeah. (laughs) Please subscribe.